God, we thank you for allowing us to be here uh, this morning. I ask that you would just speak in an amazing way, that you'd allow your, your word to just come alive uh, in our lives. Lord God, I ask that you would um, transform us so that we can live out your word so people would see it and be transformed by it. Lord God, I ask that you speak through me this morning, uh, that you would um, speak, Lord God, continually uh, through video and through podcasts for those who will watch and for those who will see uh, the sermon uh, for as long as you allow. In Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen. Y'all remain standing. Let's go to our Bibles one more time. I'm going to go to Matthew uh, chapter 9. verse 35 through 38. I'm going to read through the New Living Translation and just, you know, go to your smart devices if you want to or if you have one, a hard copy that'll work as well. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. And I'll be reading the same verses that Fred read this morning, 35 through 38, 9, 35 through 38. When you have it, say, I got it. All right. It says Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area. Some of the area of Galilee, that whole that whole area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Y'all see that every kind. That's amazing. Every kind of disease and illness. Just think about the, the every kind of diseases and illnesses that we deal with today, right? When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask the Lord, ask him to send more workers into his fields. You may be seated. Uh, last week, uh, I preached uh, from the thought, uh, Jesus wants us to see. But this uh, week, I want you to think about uh, this sermon title, Christ wants us to serve. So, so last week, talked about him wanting us to see. To see what? To see spiritually. Uh, to see uh, our need for mercy our need to extend mercy, amen, our need to repent, our need to submit, uh, to, to see our need to submit uh, to him as Lord and Savior, to see, he wants us to see, because we learned last week that some people have physical eyesight, but they are spiritually blind, amen, and and, and he continues this, this passage showing us the, these next verses, uh, how to serve, Christ wants us to serve. And, and, and this is what I love about Jesus. Man, he is doing grassroot work, Mike. Grassroot efforts. He is doing grassroot work in the local community. All of it. <laughs> it, says, it says through all. All the towns, all the villages. And what else I like about Jesus is he wasn't doing work alone. He, he wasn't on no solo mission. He, he pulled people into the work with him. He pulled people into the grassroots efforts with him. He pulled people into the door-to-door -door knocking with him. Y'all feel me? He said, come on, we, I want you to join this thing with me. Let's go. Just think think of something larger than Shelby County, more than Bartlett, Arlington, Carrierville, more than all these little towns, larger than all that. And it said he went to all of them. 
all of them. So we're not talking about an, an overnight process. We're not talking about an overnight, an overnight process. It, it was all, it took time. And also remember that he's with the disciples for three years. Come on now. They're walking. They're going from place to place. And, and, and they're getting it, right? I also don't want you to think that ministry is easy. Ministry is hard. It is hard work. And, and never let uninformed people make you think something different. Ministry is hard work work so jesus he wasn't he wasn't sitting around trying to get likes from the religious leaders he wasn't trying to get likes he, he was not trying to uh, uh come up with some little famous cliches either he, he wasn't he wasn't trying to do that he, he wasn't trying to uh, come up with something something trendy he, he wasn't doing that it says that he was teaching he was preaching he was healing masses of individuals all kinds of diseases all kinds of of illnesses uh he's teaching that means he's unpacking the law he's explaining the scriptures he's explaining the torah he's explaining the old testament he's explaining isaiah he's explaining deuteronomy he's explaining these things he's talking about uh, uh, elijah and moses he's explaining all this he's teaching he's teaching right he's having discourse with folk about god in the synagogues and everywhere he's teaching but then he's also preaching Meaning he's announcing, he's proclaiming, he's exhorting. He's talking about the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. He's, he's, he's talking about repentance and turning to God. He's preaching while moving from place to place. And Jesus did this, y'all. He took time to see the crowd. Teaching, preaching, healing, and he took time to see the crowd. He sees the people that he's serving and not with natural eyes. No, he, he, he sees them with something different. I, I've used this phrase before. Um, uh, I see what you mean. It, it means to have uh, insight. It's a different type of sight. So he wasn't talking about natural eyes. It's, it's that aha moment. You know, when you hear something or if you read something or you experience something and you have that aha moment, Amir was talking about, man, you know, uh, experiencing God like David Chappelle. Like he'll make you laugh. It's just like, ah. Or a friend was like, man, okay, Lord, I, I might not have got it today, but I got it later on. It's like, I, I see you. It's kind of like, aha, I get it. Or you read something uh, for the fifth time and then you're like, ah, I see what you mean. He saw the people. He had he insight. You know, it's like ah, Charles is like, I'm arrived. Finally, hear what you're saying. I get it. Cook the biscuits this way. I see. I get it. Like I see. I see what you mean. He said, I see what I see. Right. And Jesus, he had insight regarding the people because he saw their needs. He he saw their needs. More specifically, he saw their needs for shepherds. Follow me. More specifically, he saw their needs for spiritual godly shepherds, right? To do what? To feed and protect their souls. That's what it was when you're talking about confused and helpless, that, that, that they weren't being fed spiritually and they weren't being protected from the spiritual wolves. Y'all feel me? If, if, if you don't if you don't lead sheep, then they don't know where to eat. That they, They're going to be attacked by animals, right? So it wasn't this this example of sheep was not calling them dumb. We've heard that kind of analogy by preachers before. This is this is talking about them not being fed and them not being protected. And he, and he was concerned. He he felt that thing. Now, prior to Jesus, God spoke through the prophets condemning the religious leaders because of their their lack of care for the sheep. 
Jeremiah 56, 50 in verse six says this in New Living Translation. My people have been lost sheep. Again, this is Jeremiah 50, verse six. He says, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray and turned them loose into the mountains. They have lost their way and can't remember how to get back to the sheepfold. Here's another one. Uh, uh, Ezekiel 34, two through five says this. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, wear the wool and butcher the animals, the best animals at that. But you let your flocks starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You have not tended the sick or bound up the injured. You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd and they are easy prey for any wild animal. This is what, what, what God is saying through the prophets to, to, to those religious leaders in the Old Testament. So, so now Jesus is sent into the world as the perfect shepherd who was the example of God's serving, of God's intended way of how serving should look. Here's Jesus. He's on the scene, and now he is God's intended example of what serving looks like. Y'all follow me? He's showing us an example. This is what serving looks like. This is what it looks like. And he sees them and had compassion on them. Christ wants us to serve with compassion. Wants us to serve with compassion. Other translations say this, y'all. He was moved with compassion. Another translation says this, that he felt compassion. Yeah, yeah. So, so Matt, Matthew is teaching us something. What is Matthew teaching us? That the compassion of Christ affects our hearts. That's the, that's the, that's the first point. It's simple, straight to the straight to the straight, straight to the point. The compassion of Christ affects our hearts. It has to. It, 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 see, compassion is in a deep internal emotional feeling. Uh, it, it translates even more this, not to gross you out, but it translates even more to mean that he felt it in his bowels. He felt it in his lower parts. He, he, he was so moved by a concern for the people. He felt it in his deep being. He had compassion for him. The compassion of Christ will be felt. You can't say you have compassion, but you don't feel nothing. He felt it. He felt it. And compassion affects our hearts internally. Without the compassion of Christ, serving is self-centered. Period. If you don't got compassion, it's self-centered. It, it, it's a chore. It, it becomes a, a something to do on your to-do list. It's a religious checklist. Uh, serving becomes about us if there's no compassion. It's just it's just about it's just about me. Now, I can remember this time in college. Uh, you know, I, you know, hear me. I'm not I'm not sharing these uh, examples because I'm trying to to make me look good. It's actually they're, they're actually very vulnerable. All right, but I want to I want to make much of the Lord. So I remember I remember one time in college, I was asked uh, to help this young lady move a washer and dryer. Right. Somebody somebody asked me, you know, it was actually her friends who said, hey, would you help move this washer and dryer? And, and I said, oh, I kind of hesitated for a little bit. And then I said, I, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, I help. I, I, I don't want to miss my blessing. 
I think I was like 21, 22 years old. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about it. I said, I don't, don't want to miss my blessing. I help you because I don't want to miss my blessing. <laughs> God going to bless me for helping you. Yeah, yeah. Man, you, now years later, I was grieved by that. I was messed up. I, I felt so grieved about it because God showed me, he, he made me aware that that wasn't compassion. That, that was self-centered religion because I had been taught that, well, yeah, yeah, I need to go ahead and help because I, I, I got something coming. You know, it wasn't because I want to, to love her well. It was, it was about me. Well, if I, if I don't help her, man, I'm going to miss my blessing. I got to get my blessing. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to get blessed, especially in religious Memphis. I'm going to get blessed. He really blessed Memphis. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to miss my blessing. And, and, and there are people uh, who have titles and positions of service void of compassion. That they've got the position, they've got the title, and their hearts are void of compassion. Uh, never assume that someone who is employed or volunteers for a nonprofit organization or ministry of service has a heart to serve. So just because you work for or volunteer for, for a mission or ministry of service, it don't mean that you automatically have a heart to serve. A lot, of, a lot of people hide in ministries and hide in churches for self-seeking gain, but they have no compassion. Jesus served on a ministry team. He was on, he was on Jesus' leadership ministry team. He was a part of the 12, and he had no compassion. It was about him, and he betrayed Jesus and really the team the whole time because he had no compassion. And, and man, Mike, something else, you know, you're in politics, you, you know how it goes, man, dealing with a lot of politicians and, and with us activists, you know, I've seen a lot of politicians and activists and people arguing back and forth, back and forth about equality, about equity, about, about justice, about education, about housing rights, about all this stuff, about, about, about just things in the community. And, and some people will look you in the eye while you're trying to tell them about real issues like they are deer caught in headlights. Like, like you, you ain't making no sense to them. They don't understand because they're serving in roles without compassion. Yeah, they got the title. See, the government cannot legislate compassion. Churches cannot force people to have compassion. Compassion must come from Christ in order to affect our hearts. Amen? Yeah. And during this pandemic, I've seen some people uh, who've experienced an increase in compassion. We've seen people been giving water, giving foods, man, just giving clothes. They're always trying to reach out, figure out what they can do. In in increase, man. I, I might say it this way: they they have they have they have got some more compassion muscle. They've been lifting in the compassion world, right? They've been they've been hitting, they've been getting it, they've been getting the increase. But then there's other people that, that their 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 compassion has gone down. Yeah, yeah, they've grown, but not in the compassion. Right. That they have grown in bitterness. Yeah. They, they've grown in resentment. They have grown in frustration. They have grown in complaining, but they have not grown in compassion. And that type of negative emotion will hinder our compassion and how we see the crowd. Jesus, he saw the crowd as a harvest. He, he saw the crowd uh, not as a burden. He didn't see the crowd as something that was an impediment to his success in ministry. He said, no, this, this is a harvest. This is a harvest. The harvest has potential. 
Man, harvest is useful. Man, the harvest is valuable to God. This, this is a harvest. This is a harvest. The, the harvest is a part of God's kingdom. It's valuable in the kingdom. Don't miss it. This is the harvest. The harvest is the Lord's field of souls with an eternal purpose. That's the harvest. The harvest are souls. God's souls. And they have an eternal purpose. Let's go after the harvest. Got, 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 got to go to the harvest. How do we see the harvest? Because that's what people are when we see them. That's a harvest. How, how do we see the crowd? How do, we, how do we think is really what I'm talking about. How do we think about people in general? Do, do you see them enough to even think about them? Are we just going and coming? Going with our own life. Just going and coming. I got to get to work. Ask people, have you seen that new uh, building that was bought, brought up in your community? No, nah, I never seen it. It's been there for two months. No, nah, I ain't seen it. Man, you seen the, 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 the Muslims that stand on the corner at, 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 over there at Shelby Drive, Millbury? No, nah, I ain't never seen them. I just ain't. Man, you see Muggin? No, nah, where's Muggin at? It's about Krispy Kreme. Where's Krispy Kreme at? It's about the hospital. Where the hospital at? You know, that's people just like that. They, they, they ain't seen nothing but themselves. They just, they're just too busy. They, they're too busy just going and going and going and don't see anything, right? And this will determine how we serve people or the lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. The next thing is the compassion of Christ affects our head. Yeah. It affects our heart, how we feel, but it affects our heads, Mike. How we think. See, Jesus thought about the crowd. He had to think about them. He felt about them, but then he thought deep about their needs. All right? This is why he could instruct the disciples on how to pray. He, he could tell them what to pray for because he was thinking about them. He had been thinking about them so deeply. He said, this is the specific issue I need you to pray about because I've been thinking about them and I want you to think about them too. Think about him, too. His compassion compelled him to think deep about them. And he pulled the disciples into thinking, too. I'm calling you to do some intercessory prayer. Think about these folk we're serving. Look at them. Think about them. Service of prayer. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me break it down. Let me make it even more plain. Do, do you see her? I'm serious. You see her? You see her? Yeah. She's she been in the hospital with COVID. Yeah. You see her? You see her? Her grandmama died. She couldn't see her grandmama. Couldn't go in. They wouldn't let any visitors. Do you see? Do you see them? You see that family over there? They haven't had running water for a week. You see him? Okay. You see? You see him? He just got out of prison and can't find no job. Do you see him? Do you see? Do you see that young girl right there? She was raped by her uncle. Do you see? You see? You see? You see them? Do you see them? Yeah. She got trauma. Do you see? You see them two over there? They both got HIV, both got HIV. The medicine ain't working. You, you see them? You see that couple over there, they about to get a divorce in two months. They've been talking about it all year. You, you see them? You see them? We can't just feel compassion in our hearts. We must think about compassion with our minds. I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. So Jesus said, he said, now I need you to pray. I need you to pray. He said, pray this. He said, ask God to send workers because we got to do something with our hands. Yeah. See, compassion of Christ, it affects our hearts. It affects our heads, 
but it affects also our hands. We got to do something with our hands. The harvest requires work, y'all. That's why I said, I started off saying that ministry is work. It requires work, tiring work, unglamorous work, uncelebrated work, not getting a raise type work, unappreciated work, even ridiculed, laughed at, and misunderstood work. Why y'all in a coffee shop? I had people look at me so strange. I said, you got a church that sits 500 people and nobody comes. <laughs> it's just why are we in the coffee shop? It's in the community. <laughs> that will God have us. Unglamorous work, misunderstood work. And the church needs people working in the field of the harvest. So there ain't no reason for us to be sitting around doing nothing, waiting for emails, waiting for a call, waiting for some supernatural event to say, now go serve. We, we already got it. Go, 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 go serve. Start serving the crowd. And I ain't beating nobody up. It's just like, just start. Just start serving. Just start. Start with your block. See, see the crowd. See some people. Pay attention. Look around because compassion will not allow us to, to just wait around and, and see people suffering. It, it won't it won't it won't do it. It, it won't do it. it. Compassion affects our hands. And I want to know what you're going to do with your hands. What are we going to do with our hands? In what ways are we going to serve? See, God has placed the harvest before our eyes on our jobs, in our communities, within our families. And, and I'm going to tell you all this. I'm going to end right here. Y'all, y'all look up at me. Look up at me. Look at me. Check this out. We are the answered prayer of the disciples. He, he said, pray for workers because the harvest is great. He said, but the laborers are few. We are the answered prayer, right? Yeah, we need to be praying for people to join us, but we need to be living out the prayer that they prayed for. We are the workers Jesus told them to pray for. The minute you got saved, the minute I got saved, we became a worker just like that. We are the workers. And Christ wants us to serve. Amen? Amen. Uh, God, thank you this morning. I ask that you would just give us that heart. Give us that heart to serve. That we would do something, Lord God, we would think deeply about people's issues. We would use our hands to get involved. And we would serve, Lord God. We would serve with compassion. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, I ask that somebody would be saved today who's watching this or listening to it, Lord God. That you would allow them to experience your compassion of dying on the cross, Lord God, for sins. Lord God, that they would accept the sacrifice that you did on our behalf and experience that compassion so they can extend it to somebody. In the name of Jesus, I pray and thank you. Amen.